Today's story is Don't Be So Afraid of the Dark by King Ridley from the Creepypasta Wiki. I'm going to start out by saying this is probably something I should apologize for. I should, but I'm not going to. My reasons for this are justified, and you'll probably agree with me too once you've read what I have to say. Now, don't roll your eyes and assume this is another story where I'm passing along the monster from my own head into yours. It's really very simple. I'm getting very tired. I've been awake the last few days, and I need to go to sleep. And in order to get sleep, I have to explain something to you. Not some vague, undefined you, but you, the person listening to this story. The very literal and very real you. I need your help. And you are going to help me by continuing to listen to what I have to say. I've been giving some thought to monster stories, and stumbled across something that I find interesting. What are arguably the most common themes in monster stories? Darkness and light. The monster finds you in the darkness, they lurk in the darkness, they live and breed in the darkness... The darkness is their element. It allows them to hunt us down. Sure, most of these stories are just jokes and scary stories written for the sake of reading in the dark, but a few of them are real. You never hear how real, because when things go bad, well, there's no one around to tell us about it. You expect a victim of the Slender Man to escape and conveniently come back here to warn us all? You think the police are going to report supernatural causes whenever they find a body torn apart? When there are plenty of bears in the woods? The only way to know which stories are real are to get caught up in their retellings. It happens. This, I promise you. Then, there's the light. The escape route. The safe place, the weapon to fight back the evil, the antithesis of the darkness. The light is the one place where the monsters can't get to us. Some may use light as a way to surprise or shock us, but no one gets killed by a wendigo on a sunny afternoon. The light is safe, and there are infinite examples to support this. Take this website, the Creepypasta Wiki, The light letters distract us from the black abyss of the background. Don't dismiss this either. It may be easier to read white text on a black background, but if you're staring at white letters, you're not looking into the background. And you don't have to read every story on the wiki to start seeing faces where there are none. I can't prove that things are looking out at you as you read this, but just take comfort knowing that if they were, you were looking at the white text on the page instead. Do me a favor and uncurl your legs, sit comfortably, lean in a little bit. You're still shaken from the last story you listened to, and maybe you're a bit cold. (laughs) You're not afraid, 
You just really like making yourself as small as possible as you listen. Well, don't do that. Trust me, you're safer if you're closer to the light of the screen. It's not just keeping the darkness at bay, but you'll see what I mean soon, and do keep listening. So there's light and dark, you're wondering. What's the big deal? Am I going to tell you to reread the letters of each line for a quick scare? Don't let your eyes wander. I didn't write anything special. This isn't that kind of story. This is the kind of story where I help you to see a pattern. Humans are afraid of the dark for a reason. With the absence of light, we are easy prey. We will never see a threat coming. We sleep at night hoping that in the morning any danger will have passed us by. And not knowing means having no reason to really be afraid. We're still vulnerable while we sleep, but it's awareness of the threat that really makes that threat worse in my experience. Now, think about this. There are not many stories in which a monster attacks someone who never knew about it. There are some, but none of them are true. But the true stories share a few common themes of their own. The monsters... They can only find you if you know about them. And the more you know about them, the more danger you will be in. When has there ever been an ancient scroll that struck you dead after reading the first line? You have to read the whole thing before you're in any real danger. You're only stalked by a ghost after listening to their whispers and figuring out what they're saying. If you ignore them, well, they can only just annoy you. The old doll only steals your soul after you've learned about its gruesome origins. There are millions of examples. But the point is, knowing about the monsters, allow them to find you. It makes you a target. Now, I got to thinking about this. Monsters are all denizens of the darkness. But what would it take for a monster to exist in the light? It's not the dark that kills you, it's the fact that you can't see them coming, and it's very possible to be blinded by light. Who's to say that there can't be a monster that strikes you down the moment your eyes are blinded with sunspots after, say, you happen to stare at the bright flashing reflection of a moving car, or you see the reflection of the sun in a distant window, or stare at a light bulb. Monsters rarely attack from the side or even the back. They like it when you know that they're there. They come from the front, so you can see their twisted form before you die. And for that, you have to be unable to see them. There's another common element. Monsters are fast. They can be slow when they want to, but they're generally very quick. It could be coincidence that so many are bony thin and limber, or it could be an advantageous design. Fast monsters hunt, and fat, if any, monsters would have to trap. If our light monster was real, it would have to be fast, and difficult to see. Camouflage is easy in the darkness, but in the daytime? What would a monster of light look like? I felt that unnatural colors would be most likely. Invisibility doesn't seem plausible, even by monster standards, and a chameleon effect wouldn't work at high speeds. If you got a good look at a light monster, I would bet it would be tan. 
and very, very thin, like a stick bug. Now, you're probably not that interested in my brainstorming, or maybe you are. (laughs) I don't care which is true. I just need you to keep listening just a little bit longer. You're not in any danger, and nothing is on its way to your house. If it is, it's probably something that you had already done, not me. Trust me, we're nearly there, and I am very, very tired. There's one major theme that monsters have in common. Think again to how they pick their prey. You have to know about them before they can be a threat to you. They aren't like normal predators, and they can't just sneak up on anyone. For this, we are lucky. Even more so, we're lucky because we love to spread these stories around. It's not just fun. You're compelled to sit here and listen to these. There's a reason. Deep down, in the most basic part of your brain, that you come to listen to these stories. Here, we must imagine a moth. One moth against a monster owl. When the owl needs to pick its food, it has only one moth to choose from. If the moth doesn't want to die... It has to find other moths to distract the owl. So, the moth informs another moth of the monster owl. And in this way, their chances of death went down from 100% to 50%. The first moth is no longer the only target, and the second won't be the only target if, when, he discovers how the first moth died. If the word spreads enough, then all of these moths... Well, they would only have a very small chance of being singled out to the crowd to then become a meal. Safety in numbers. That's why you get on here, to listen to all of these scary stories. Because by adding yourself to the lottery, you make it just a little safer for everyone else. We've always been big on working together as a species, which is why I'm glad that you're still listening. You may or may not, be getting an idea of where I'm going with this. But by now, you're actually helping me a lot. I need to explain just a little bit more before I can finally rest. I have been awake for the past few days, because I don't think it's safe for me to fall asleep at any time of day. At night, I have felt uneasy. Total darkness holds something lying in wait for me, and every one of my instincts tells me that it's not safe. I sit before the light of my computer screen, and I think. I run these little intellectual exercises to stay awake, and in the process, I stumbled across an idea with more truth than I actually knew. And for the past few days, I've been noticing some strange things. Fast blurs of motion in the side of my vision too fast to follow. I don't think I'm meant to see them, and I think I know why I see them anyways. Any predator that becomes too efficient faces extinction. If that owl eats every moth, it will starve. Hell, the only reason Ebola hasn't become a global threat is because it kills its victims far too quickly for them to spread the virus very far. So, 
our efficient predator no longer has a pool of prey to choose from. Anytime new prey is discovered, it is killed before it can spread the word to the others. The predator is weak, and it's starting to get desperate. It can't keep up like it used to, but it's still very, very hungry. So, I think now you can guess why I should apologize here. But I don't think that I'm doing anything that I'm not meant to do. You can't develop many defenses against a truly efficient predator, even though we've tried. We're fast, we're strong, and we're smart. The only thing the moth can do is increase the size of his flock as much as possible and hope probability does not show him favor. And right now, well, I'm part of a very small flock, but I think by now, you know enough. My chances should be going down now or going up, depending on how you look at it. I'm now going to take my chances and get some sleep. It's getting bright outside, but if I rest up now, I can make it through another night safely. You shouldn't need to worry anyways. But if you see things in the corner of your eyes, then, well, I'd suggest you not try to look at anything too bright. You don't want to be blinded by sunspots before you can spread the word and make this group just a little bigger. I'll see you all tomorrow evening, I hope. Oh, and, um, just in case, if you get the chance, could you let me know what color it is? that was once again don't be so afraid of the dark by king ridley a fun little second person style story if you will (laughs) i love these second person stories honestly i love these little stories where it's like me talking to you telling you a story about it but uh this one's totally fake and you don't have to worry there's definitely not a monster and it's definitely not lurking and if you do see it please you know don't don't acknowledge it or anything like that just uh just kind of look away and uh, just pretend it's not there you know And I'm not telling you this because I'm trying to, like, bring you into this whole thing, and it's potentially coming after me, and I'm trying to increase my odds of survival or anything like that, just, uh... Anyway, if you enjoyed the video, please do hit that subscribe button and the bell icon next to it. Also, hit that thumbs up button, it really does help a lot. You can also help the channel by subscribing and supporting over, uh, Patreon, Coffee, uh, channel memberships, all of them optional, all of them greatly appreciated. And remember, each sub is one more to the flock, if you will. The Nevermore is a very big place with a lot of mysterious things. And the more of us there are, the less likely those things will come out of the woodwork to find you. So, sleep well.